0: <laughs> brisket, if I had the last brisket to ever eat.
1: Hmm. That's a tough question. Um, you posed it to yourself, like literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Barbecues are passion, and that's just what you'll get. Where the can Burns is a barbecue where Tales from the Pits...
2: Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian and Andrew, and we are here at the Red Dirt, hanging out with some folks at the uh, evening hours.
1: We got a lot of people hovering around a lot of mics. So let's uh, let let's go in order here. Let's start with the corner over there.
3: Hello, Cody Sperry, Hoodoo Brown Barbecue from Connecticut.
1: And
0: I'm Old Neck Jackson from Bodacious Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, once again, uh, this is uh, Dylan Taylor from Goldie's Barbecue.
1: Brian Bingham from Bodacious and All right, and and we we've got a quite quite the crowd around here. Uh, we, we've got some uh, gentlemen on the periphery and some ladies on the periphery as well that may be uh, part of the viewing audience as we go along. It's
0: our first ever uh, podcast with a studio audience.
1: Yes, yes, it is. Uh, Those might be familiar with our previous Bodacious Barbecue episodes, one of the very early episodes we did. That's kind of the stuff of legend now um, between uh, Jordan Jackson, Scott Turner. May he uh, rest in Seattle in peace. And and
0: (laughs) I'm going to open up a barbecue restaurant. I'm Scott Turner.
1: We've got Brian Bingham, who was just a, a newborn at the Bodacious chain at the time, and now is now running the Moberly location. And so we've uh, we've had a lot of changes. There's been a lot of growth. Uh, you know, Dylan Taylor on our first episode was was a, a young lass working at Truth and traveling the country, and he's now worked at 50 other barbecue joints and is now opening his own barbecue joint. 49 52. in the top 50. 52. But he's
0: counting. <laughs> <laughs> what 50 of them are in the top 50?
4: Yeah. Top
1: ten. Fifteen in the top ten. Say so, Yes. Yeah. D- Dylan <laughs> Dylan has been all over the country uh, cooking barbecue and taking names, and now he is in the process of opening up own restaurant with some of the gentlemen on the periphery over there. we got Johnny. We've got Jalen. we got Lane. We've got everybody. Um, go. <laughs> and, yeah, you guys should be on the lookout for that. And, of course, you need to get up to uh, Connecticut and get to Hoodoo Brown, as do we. We are well overdue for some of the deliciousness that is Hoodoo Brown Barbecue, and that crispy spin pork belly that everyone's copying right now. So we
0: uh, <laughs> I can vouch for it. It's it blew my fucking mind. Yeah, we're we're,
1: we're jealous of you. For having gotten we're just
3: faking it till we make it. <laughs>
1: You guys have made it. <laughs> so we're gonna we're, we got a wide variety of topics here that we're gonna go through, and kind of everyone and anyone can chime in on them, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll try to keep this in some semblance of order. Although there's no guarantee, because there's Modelo, Lone Star, Miller High Life, Blantons, Corona. We
2: wish this podcast was brought to you by blends,
1: but it is not It is brought to you by our broke asses. So <laughs> we'll, we'll start we'll start with the uh, first question here and we'll kind of go around the table and see hey, who's I'll got sponsor what to say. This bitch. Jordan's going to sponsor this. Wait a minute. Bodacious. Sponsor
0: this. <laughs> this is brought to
1: you by Bodacious. Jordan just put a dollar in our pockets and it's sponsored <laughs> by Bodacious because we are whores. In which pocket? Um, we're going to talk about the biggest aha moment we've had in barbecue. Um, It could be something you learn cooking at a place. It could be something you learn eating at a place. Um, It could be just something that kind of changed your perception on what barbecue is or what kind of barbecue you guys wanted to be involved in. Um, Let's start with Jordan Jackson and we'll we'll kind of go around the table here.
0: So my biggest aha moment, and I'm not saying this because two of my close friends are here, but the first time I ever had whole hog, that man, Nick Rivera from Connecticut, Nick from Nick from Connecticut is what I call him.
1: Sounds like a so sports radio thing. Nick from they, Connecticut.
0: They made a whole hog at the Greenwich Food and Wine Festival, and I, I was new to the whole whole hog. Never seen it cooked. Never even been around one. And they salted it. It was very foreign to me. It was only salt. They cooked it and they flipped it and made the skin crispy and they put it on a table and they chopped it up and mixed white vinegar and iodized salt with it. And it is single-handedly one of the greatest things I've ever eaten. That was my inspiration on that little smoker we made over there for the, the whole hog. And, I, and I'm not just saying that. It, it, it was... I've had all the briskets in the world, all the everything, but that hog, to me was as simple as a piece of meat can get cooked over direct coals. it's one of the best things I've ever eaten that was my aha moment wow. it, it inspired awesome. me to want to be a whole mm-hmm. hog cook I want to I want to attempt it I want to be better at it I've never been around it and these guys have really inspired me and that's seriously that's why they're here that's why that smoker
3: was made the best part was that was <clears> the <throat> second hog he ever cooked so this is my
0: third and, I, and I'm, I'm here to tell you I've had I'm not going to name any names but I've had some of the elite hog cooks in America and Nick's was better. And I'm no shots at anybody that's an honest
1: um, that's an honest opinion.
0: Well, the pressure's on. <laughs> Nick from Connecticut. Yeah.
1: yeah and we can definitely speak to that i mean having that first aha bite of whole hog is it's a revelatory thing especially we're brisket snobs a lot of people on this table have grown up with brisket and you know and the texas trinity and things like that so to get your eyes open to what whole hog barbecue can be it's a simple it's a simple yet labor-intensive process that you've got to be committed to and when you do it right it's pretty awesome
0: no and not only that i had i have so much more respect to how hard this animal is to cook in its entirety because there's so many different ways to cook it and there's so many different thicknesses of meat and how you, you, you have you've to match your way you got multiple cuts in. of meat that, of, that of normally take
2: different times to cook. You're and, trying to do them all at once.
0: And you know, we have always cooked a single cut of pork for X amount of time, but like the harmony of cooking all of it together was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen cooked. And not only that, We've had pork butts in Texas barbecue. It's pretty pretty common in a, in a Texas barbecue joint to have a pork butt. And you know, it's one of the most boring cuts of meat you'll eat because it's such a dense cut of meat and then you season outside and 90% of it is not seasoned. So you have to pull it correctly to get seasoning. I went into it with the idea that, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a bland piece of meat. This is gonna be boring but once all of it the harmonies like i said came together with the vinegar and the salt and the skin and the this all the cuts of meat come together it's one of the most beautiful things i've ever eaten
2: and and was that the skin chopped in with the skin
0: in and it was it was so perfectly crispy that we were breaking off pieces of skin as if it was a cracker yeah,
2: like like glass and, and, no, it and was. you you can put the pork on it and then eat it like a cracker absolutely <laughs> so yeah.
0: i had the the beauty of being there and i got to say i want gel meat and i want i want some of the belly strung, you know the stringy part and i essentially made myself a whole hog canapé and i ate it but with the salt the vinegar and the soft meat and the crunch all together it was pretty much all the flavors and textures you need in one bite and to me it's one of the most perfect bites of barbecue i've ever had
3: the next aha moment (laughs) uh mine well you know you guys said you guys grew up all around brisket i didn't from connecticut you know we're around chowder and lobster rolls so uh i just came back from like A barbecue school of the you know from like the award-winniness you know kind of typical barbecue guy and um, you know I was doing brisket in four hours and it was easy it was fast and it sucked and then I came and did a tour of Texas like eight years ago and the first place we went to was Louie Mueller's and uh, I think we were there like 8 a.m. with uh, a group man up barbecue tours Mm and uh, we got there at 8 a.m. and the first thing we got was a hand like a piece of brisket in our hand and it was just like everything I cook sucks and I went home and I changed everything I mean, we went to Lockhart we went to Opie's uh, Cooper's and I went home and every time I cooked brisket I tried to go longer 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 and I went from four hours to like 14 and that was really that that moment he gave that to us and we tasted it it was like it was, it was a good slap in the face that I needed
2: we've talked about that experience where especially you know in that building yeah. And with the sun shining through right. and you have that you know, they give you the free sample. So it's 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 kinda it's kind of what happened with Jordan with pork and, and it's just we had that experience with pork as well. It's like I can't believe that this cut kind of
3: meat can be this good. Absolutely, yeah. And
2: it and it changes your kind of outlook
3: on the meat as a whole. Yeah. Well, absolutely. When I was cooking, you know, what was basically like a roast beef, and when I have this like fatty, you know, melt in your mouth piece, it was literally, I, I never tasted anything like it. And uh, I wanted to replicate it as much as possible. And we're still trying, you know? Yeah.
1: I would say that, I mean, as popular as brisket and Texas barbecue has gotten, I would say even to this day, Louis Miller is probably the place that has been the inspiration for more people than anyone, even Franklin at this point, because Franklin will be the first to tell you that Louis Miller is one of the first experiences that he had mm-hmm. that, that got him started and where he ended up. But Louis Miller has been that, that beacon that shining light for so many people in, in Texas barbecue for 50 years now. And that that's now extended worldwide as, as Wayne Miller has taken the Louis Miller brand and, and really been an ambassador for, for Texas barbecue you know in Sweden and everywhere that Wayne goes at this point so oh, yeah. it's it, it's become one of those things that's been uh, world you know a, a nationwide and a worldwide thing um, let's go to uh, Mr. Brian Bingham the aha moment for you sir
5: so I guess I've really had two and I'm gonna feel no, no you're only allowed one okay well. <laughs> it's gonna feel really cheesy to say uh but my first aha moment was actually at bodacious um i had never really had barbecue other than like you know dickies and soul mans and stuff like that and uh, i had had someone that told me to go check out bodacious when it had first reopened when jordan reopened it and uh i just remember going over there and i ate it and i was just like holy shit like it just—I I had no idea that barbecue could taste the way that it tasted, and like I said, it, it sounds super cheesy, but you know, the first thought I had was like, one day I'm going to be here, like I'm going to work here, and that was my first biggest moment. Uh, and then, if I'm allowed to have two, the other one was actually, again, it's really cheesy to say, uh, but it was at Red Dirt, the first Red Dirt that I went to. I had been obsessing with and following over all these barbecue joints, and I really wanted to try Truth. And it was when Dylan had been there, and uh, I had their ribs. And I remember, like, eating that rib, and and I told my wife, like, as soon as I ate it, I just like it, it blew my mind, and like forever, I just was chasing, trying to make that rib. And I mean, I've been I've been trying ever since. I've been trying to make my ribs taste like their ribs tasted. But I'm bad for moments, that, and I I just as much as I love my job and what i do i still consider myself a fan of barbecue so like i still chase everything and like i just obsess over it i look at everything i follow everyone i you know i forever and just i love it i i so you know again it's cheesy but every day is kind of an aha thing for me because i just every day it's like discovering something new
1: I mean, and it's, 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 it's an awesome thing that you got to have that experience at a place that you now work at and you now operate on, on a daily basis. I mean, not everyone has gotten that experience. I mean, Jordan is now chasing that whole hog dragon. We got Cody who's now doing that Louis Miller experience and yeah. trying to replicate that. But you got to actually go into the building that you had that aha moment at. And, and, and try to carry on the tradition and grow that tradition. Yeah, and now he
5: runs great. it. And I mean, yeah. He's in charge of yeah, it. Yeah, and that's, it. that's pretty awesome. You know, and just going from, for me personally, like learning barbecue, I taught myself how to barbecue from watching the Franklin videos mm. and, and just watching those every day and studying those. And I taught myself that and then going from, you know, not knowing anything and just doing it on my own to now running, you know, the, the store. It's just, it's been a, a crazy journey and man, I'm just thankful. <laughs> and it's definitely
2: appreciative of, of people in the business that continue to work on their, their skills and, and realize that, you know, it it's sometimes can be a long, long journey. You know, keep practicing until you can't get it wrong. Yeah. And and ribs are an interesting one because especially the doneness level can be very... The, the, the window
5: of margin of error is very, very small in well, ribs. And, you know, with with ribs, yeah, and then with barbecue altogether, I mean, it's all subjective, right? Like what's good to me might not be good to someone else you know i mean we still have people that come in that don't want the black on or they don't want the fat and you know it's all subjective you know so what to me the perfection that i'm chasing to you know nancy or joe might be not what they want or you know so like i said it's all subjective but it's just the the chase and the you know trying to get that down is is the part that's fun you know it's it's ever-changing it's there's always something new to learn so that's what keeps it interesting Mm. Let's go to Mr. Taylor.
4: All right, uh, I have two as well. Um, so, I guess the as far as uh, the aha moments for, for tasting barbecue goes, um, kind of similar to Brian. You know, I grew up, growing up in Arlington at the time, you know, all we had for barbecue was you know, Spring Creek Coulter's and Dickies. You know, when Rudy's came to town, it was like a big deal. But even you know, um, so growing up eating barbecue, I didn't necessarily enjoy it. I didn't really have a preconceived notion of what it was supposed to taste like, but I just knew that what I was eating was not something that I totally enjoyed, minus, like, some awesome dinner rolls and maybe some macaroni and cheese. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> moving moving to Austin right after high school, um, I think Lane and I actually, we skipped class one day, um, and we went to, to hop in Line in Franklin. And getting that first... I guess, like, they handed, like, those nice little morsels over the counter of those outside cuts of, off the fatty end of the brisket. Uh, having that was, like, just a... like a... just a very breathtaking moment, I guess. Uh, it was... I didn't know that barbecue could be so good. And then from there, you know, going to, you know, barbecue and, and all the other old-school spots in, like, Lockhart, Taylor, Luling, you know, all the little towns outside of Austin was, was really amazing as well. Just kind of soaking in all these different, you know, takes on barbecue, but, you know, good barbecue at that. Um, and then... I guess as far as aha moments for cooking goes, um, I think this might sound kind of vague, but just kind of being able to have the opportunity to cook at all the places that I've been able to cook at, you know, going from La Barbecue, cooking on the Austin Smokeworks pits, to going to Bodacious and seeing all these like really badass. Uh, you know, custom Buleys that, that Roland had designed and, you know, going from cooking briskets during the daytime and holding them overnight versus cooking them like slowly overnight. It was like, it was fucking mind blowing. I was like, you know, I knew there was like a lot of different ways to cook barbecue, but being actually able to like put that into practice was really cool saying like, oh, you know, it's like, there's not, you know, you kind of get to see a lot of cool tips and tricks that you can maybe absorb into your own style, but also just seeing like, you know, it's, it's not just like one way to do it you know that's awesome so and, and and you mentioned you know there's a lot of different ways was there anything common
2: across all of the different places that you went to
4: um i guess just uh feeling tender briskets was a uh, the thing that the feel was always pretty pretty damn close to one another but getting to that end stage was uh, a.
0: <laughs> my briskets are always a lot more tender when i touch them because <laughs> yeah. my, my breasts are a little bit more more feminine <laughs> than most men separate. I, I, I'm, I'm getting
4: there too man I'm, I'll be able to check myself and then check the briskets <laughs> I'll
0: you. see if I can make you a mold of my breast yeah,
4: that would actually, I was actually going to ask you
0: about that yeah. earlier but I just I got on the shot. flat you know like yeah. this, this yeah. Dude, like, you can't me. go wrong when you when, yeah, you, when exactly, you touch man. my breast and it's
4: always going to be pretty consistent
0: too so you can get a yeah, pretty good like, read my, my breasts are always <laughs> supple yeah.
1: So they I, are, I, we're I we're, we're cutting, good cutting good that line. Too. I'm going to use it in every episode we do from now on.
0: <laughs> just the word, like the word "moist" is gone. <laughs> it's like it's now supple.
1: Supple. Supple. That's it. Supple barbecue opening next year in Austin, Texas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got another aha moment if I if I can. It's, really? It's a
1: quick you one. Just, just God damn it, hot. Jordan.
0: No, like no. This one. This one's going back. When I when I first got to work with Roland. Um, I had never had a good brisket in my life at this point. Like, I'd never even been around Roland because he was in San Angelo when I started dating my wife. And um, he came back from San Angelo and started working at Marbury with us. And this was, this might have been January of 2010. When Roland got real bored with everything, he, he's cooked a million briskets a million different ways. And one day he's like, go get me a brisket. Which one? I don't care so i went and grabbed him a brisket and he seasoned it and we had a we have a direct cook that warming pit that's a model oh, yeah, yeah. so he he gets a bed of coals in there and he starts cooking a brisket over the coals every 30 minutes he would uh flip it and turn it 90 degrees like clockwork he'd just sit there he'd flip it do it sit down and talk to us about whatever and in three hours he said, alright, go put that brisket on the cutting board and let it sit for about 20 minutes. Okay. And he said, now cut some of it. <laughs> it's seriously, a, I ate a three-hour brisket over direct coals. Still to this day, it's the best bite of brisket I've ever had in my entire life. No, he didn't put a pan underneath it. He didn't do anything. All he did was cook it directly over coals, 39 inches above the fire. And... Franklin was my kind of like first Central Texas aha moment, but that one that, that Roland cooked, that's the most special bite of brisket I've ever eaten. And it's the first time I ever had his food too. Oh. Like well, it, it it's like it almost makes me want to cry now thinking about it. It was that it was that damn good.
1: And, and for those listening on this episode, uh, if you're not familiar with who Mr. Roland Lindsay is and was um, Roland is an absolute legend in Texas barbecue. Um, Brian and I, and one of the many amazing things that we've been able to do through the show, we got to spend an afternoon with Roland at Bodacious last year, and it was it was one of the most amazing experiences that that we've gotten to do through the show. Um, if you have not gotten an opportunity to listen to that episode, absolutely, it's it's one of the great thrills that we've had, and Roland is. There's not a man in barbecue that have more knowledge, passion, and care for the industry and the people in it and around it and every person he served than Roland Lindsay. And let's uh, let's raise a glass to uh, to Mr. Roland Lindsay, um, a legend in this.
0: Yeah, that's, this this one's for you, Ro. You. Yep he's forgotten more about barbecue than we'll ever know
1: absolutely a, a, a legend in this world and that that's a an overused term but it doesn't get more appropriate than than what Roland like is in this industry
4: yeah for sure i remember like some of the most uh, special times i've had in barbecue was spending that week at bodacious on Marbley with with brian and, and jordan and, and roland and uh you know we were, we were drinking beer and hanging out in the pit room just talking about all sorts of different pit designs and ways to cook brisket and it was just like man it was just you know I kind of like adored him in a way, man. It was just, uh, it was pretty fucking cool just getting to sit down and just talk about, you know, different points of view on on cooking. And I
0: you know, love Dylan so much moment. that I personally gave I him too, one of Roland's cleavers.
4: Yes, and wow. I still use that to this very day. Awesome. I keep it sharp as a yeah, razor. It and, it's uh, a
0: rarity. It's freaking awesome, dude. That not many people have. It? This. I have it in my truck, actually. I, I knew <laughs> Dylan was such a student and lover for barbecue that. I, hey Chase why don't you put on a bra you tittyless
1: bitch (laughs) we're not editing any of this
0: Um, (laughs) no but I gave that I I know how much of a student that Dylan is to the to the game of barbecue and how much love he has and how much he's traveled that I thought he would be the best person to have one of Roland's personal cleavers that he had I hope that it Stays with you forever, man. I, oh, it will. I do. am I trying will. to make no. That's any definitely weird, s- the most special gift on, I've ever but, probably yeah.
4: received from anybody was one of Roland's original uh, cleavers, man. It's still it's it's in my it's in my in my knife roll in my truck right now. A legend in history, and there's tomorrow. no
1: one at this table that would be here without. Ro- Roland's they provided to the barbecue world, and yeah. so many of you have been directly affected by yeah. your experiences with Roland. Yeah, and Jordan, obviously, Brian, I know you had personal experiences with them, yeah, uh, Dylan, you had to spend time with them.
0: Brian was all. the last person I'm, that Roland ever called a motherfucker. Yeah, you <laughs> had <laughs> worked for it. Famous,
2: us.
4: famous last words. <laughs>
2: th- That's an inside joke with us, by the way. Yeah, uh, well, in the yes, best, it is. Uh, the best part, I
5: may have called some barbecue legends one, yeah, myself. Brian Bingham, go ahead. Uh, so, I was just gonna say the best part about that story was that. Uh, I learned more of the story of the day that he called me motherfucker that he told Jordan that... <laughs> So I I had cooked some ribs and uh when he originally called me a motherfucker it was because one of the pits was too hot and uh I didn't hear him when he told me and he, he told said motherfucker he, Motherf-, he said motherfucker I said the pit is hot uh, so then then I leave and he tells Jordan you know to let him try some of the ribs that I cooked and he had told Jordan that if he was him that he would fire me
0: he, no he said and I quote if a motherfucker cooked ribs like this for me, I'd fire that motherfucker. <laughs> and I said, well, Roland, I'm not going to fire that motherfucker. he just started. and You just don't fire people that just fuck up a slab of ribs. He said, he started laughing. He said, okay. I'll let it slide this time. But that, that was, button, it's but. not the last time he ever called somebody that, but it was the last time as far as work went he ever called that. <laughs> We call mr Donaway one it's, it's, like a, it's a, a special moment in
4: barbecue history yeah, man. that's
5: right yeah it's, and uh, how hot was that pit I, I i think it was probably about 300 that's, that's not too bad. What it's not bad but cramps? on a
0: vertical yeah. flow yeah, it's about, completely yeah, different
5: it about 225 to 250
4: <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a different beast for sure yeah <laughs>
2: for sure so, so on the topic of, of bad cooks, and look at that segue. I have to call it out. Well, I know you're gonna edit. out. of the segues a smooth transition.
4: Stop telling me. No, no, no me I, when I you have to do one, it. it, it, it yeah. Jesus, Christ. you motherfucker! God damn it, Brian. Get your shit together, man. Same should have I have to call it out every time. <laughs> have you done do. like hundred of these
2: things? So, on on the topic of worst cooks, um, what I'd like to know is is what is the mm. worst cook you've ever had? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that cook, and then what did you learn
0: from that cook? The worst cook I've ever had was my wife's nephew. He put hot links on the same spot every day. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let, let me rephrase
2: this question, Jordan. The worst, the worst, not the worst individual cooking for you. Oh. The the worst cook you've ever had. The the, the worst experience you've had cooking barbecue yourself.
0: <laughs> the worst
1: cook. I, this son of a bitch. <laughs>
0: Um, my worst cook was probably, <laughs> there's two of them, but they're quick. I did, we were cooked normal on Danny Tanner, our uh, weird semi-reverse flow pit. <clears throat> we cooked on there. I put it overnight on. It burned up all the briskets. And I said, Scott, that's when Scott was working there before Brian. I said, I'll never do another overnight again because of that. So the next night, he's like, well, fuck it, I'll do it. He put it on overnight, and he ruined all the briskets. And I was like, well, who the hell's going to put the overnight on? Because <laughs> it's just you and I that work here. I went back to overnight, and we got, it, we got it back on track. But we had two nights where we ruined the briskets. And then at Gladewater, I ruined $700 worth of 44 farms because of a malfunction on our damper. And that was, what happened. It was devastating. We'll it was 14 briskets. You. All of them were charcoal-hit, little briquettes. Clothes <laughs> um, regrouped. Open up next day. That's mine.
3: Yeah, mine probably is when I was catering, like just starting. I uh, did uh, parties back to back, and I was the only. I was doing all the cooks, and I thought I could just, you know, it was either I'd go to sleep for a couple hours and then cook, or just cook and then go to sleep later. And I fell asleep while I was cooking. Twenty racks of ribs burnt. Uh, luckily, my dad owned a butcher shop, so I'd go right there and pick up twenty more racks, but made nothing on the party. Uh, had that, and I, we've had a whole hog catch on fire before. Uh, got it out salvaged about half of it but uh, burned about half of our arms too so <laughs> yeah still don't have the uh, hair on the bottom of my arms from that pig but yeah a lot a lot <laughs> so, so and, and,
2: and you know from a from a lesson perspective I mean what are you doing different anything I uh, don't sleep <laughs> there
1: you go. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. no sleep till Brooklyn it's the only way <laughs> yeah That's how you do it. Bingham what you got
0: uh, so oh look I'm Matt Pittman I just crashed fucking podcast okay.
5: <laughs> Old Hollywood oh, Hey punk asses What are you doing Podcasting? Mm. Yeah man Oh yeah this. I'm is... all
0: drunk You can hear my voice I told Look at me. Look, <laughs> at me look at me I'm Matt <laughs> Oh, I got triggers burning over there <laughs> this Why don't you look at your app So you don't have to Y'all Fucking Yeah Hell yeah <laughs> I got an app and I can turn this my This podcast
1: was not sponsored by Meat Church. So. <laughs> so, or,
0: or Traeger, for that matter. I just
1: ruined of everything How's with going?
0: Traeger that <laughs>
5: ever had going for me. I'd love, I'd love to get a
0: sponsorship. So. <laughs> okay, Brian, what was your worst cook?
5: Uh So, where do I begin? Shit, I've had a lot. Uh, but I think the most memorable one was before I started working at Bodacious when I was trying to do catering. I, uh, I got a job uh, from my sister-in-law. <laughs> And uh, I was cooking, they wanted a brisket, pork, like I I did beans, mac and cheese, uh, banana pudding. So literally all of that was just me. Like I was doing it all, I was trying to do it all on one pit. I I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Uh, So the brisket was like hella tight. The uh, pork was, again, also tight. Uh, I think the beans were good, but then I spilled half of them in my car. Uh, the mac <laughs> and cheese. Yeah. 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 I think, I think yeah. the mac and cheese was okay. The banana pudding was super easy, so that was fine. But that one was, like, incredibly embarrassing. And luckily, like, they didn't really know, so they thought it was really good. I, I hated it, but that was definitely probably the worst one. But, again, I mean, like anyone, I've fucked up a lot of food. I've burned a lot of ribs. I've ruined a lot of brisket so that was it yeah that one was definitely the most memorable one
1: Dylan you've never gotten in trouble at a barbecue joint have you
5: uh, maybe, no, like <laughs> maybe once the, or twice you've got to be the golden child
1: sometimes
4: unless I'm cranky then I'm, the, then I'm, the, I'm your, your least favorite child no I'm just anybody? kidding mm-hmm. yeah maybe once or twice yeah. feel like dude you're, you're
2: like Mr. Happy you I can't be
4: possibly it. cranky my, my worst cooks <clears throat> so right after I had worked with John Lewis at La Barbecue um we worked together for like a couple weeks and he like went back to charleston and then me trying to put that back into practice like the next week after that took some a lot of adjusting and kind of remembering what we did because i wasn't really taking too many notes on my cooks on, at that time unfortunately it showed you um so no no i, I that's i i, I, I started it's part of the like NDA. The, shut up yeah dude you can't talk about that man come on <laughs> no, i'm just kidding um I, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't been doing, like, the cook logs right at that time. But, uh, yeah, so putting that back into practice was, you know, it was a, it was a pretty shaky week or two. Um, and then there was one time at Truth where Leonard and I had both uh, overslept and uh, woke up at about 6.30 or 7 in the morning. You didn't go bowling that night? No, it was that was before Corey got there, so we were not bowling yet. <laughs> we were just up watching Netflix, just doing boring stuff. Yeah, Netflix and chilling. chilling waiting for briskets to, to rest. Um, and then we woke up to Leonard's dad. Uh, asking where the fuck the ribs were on uh, why, why they were on the pit and we were like, oh man uh, and so uh, they were supposed to go on at 3 or 3.45 and then uh, it was about 6.30 in the morning but I was like, I got this um, I channeled my inner uh, John Miller and cooked those ribs hot as fuck and, and uh, <laughs> then yeah, no, they, they came off they weren't, the, they weren't the worst ribs in the world so I guess it wasn't a, a necessarily like a total loss but uh, it was definitely a very scary moment
0: have you, ever, have you ever opened at 11 and got to work at 9?
5: <laughs> I can't I, say I have. I have. I, I, Unless I, everyone as Hollywood as you are, man. Yeah. I, uh, I, like, listen, I have
0: gotten food good. ready at, at 11 o'clock when I got there at 9. <laughs> I don't know how. There was edible food.
5: I know how it was you had other people working for you.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, this is Gladewater. Oh, okay. But <laughs> this recently. I seriously so, got to work at 9 o'clock and open at 11. And we were open for service at 11.
1: Brian, do you want to go on, uh, since we're doing worst cooks? I've never had a worst cook. My worst cook, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll own up to it. Uh, Wife and I decided to do a housewarming party after we moved to the new house. We're going to stay up all night cooking briskets, cooking ribs, cooking everything else. And uh, St. Arnold just released a really good beer that same weekend. (laughs) Yeah, I had to get that when it came out. Um, Woke up at 5 in the morning to a cold-ass pit (laughs) with some half-ass cooked brisket. So, uh, Corkscrew catered our housewarming party that day (laughs) with some great brisket. I cooked the ribs still. I had time to do that. But that was before they stopped letting you take the little number home and you can go home. So, my wife went up to Corkscrew at 8 in the morning, got number one in line, went back up to Corkscrew at 10.59 a.m., got about... I don't know, two or three whole briskets to bring back for us. So yeah, um I blame that on Saint Arnold. It couldn't possibly be my own negligence. But uh
0: <laughs> it will also you. not be sponsoring this podcast. No, but
5: but thank you, Corkscrew. Well
2: we do love Saint Arnold's and Corkscrew. Yes, Willow Natalie,
5: you
1: cooked some badass brisket that day for
5: yeah. me. I would have loved some St. Arnold if uh so wanted drank it
2: all. Yeah, yeah, we we accidentally sure. drank all the Saint Arnold's so uh, Brian uh, Bingham did not get yeah, any. Like um good. Um, the, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say, I mean, I guess, I guess the worst cook was animals. some of my early brisket cooks Can't where I would pull them off at 170, 180 degrees and uh, then let them not rest and then go slice them and wonder why it tasted no nothing like yet, any you know. other barbecue that I've ever had. It was good. Uh, but that was, that yeah. was that, you know, hey, look, you know.
0: How many times have you all ever put on a overnight and it came back the next morning and it looked exactly the same? dude is okay. when you put it on the night before
5: i could write a book on
0: that <laughs> Yo, no. he's walking the door and like work. oh it looked exactly the same uh okay was so,
2: that the damper the damper problem? no that no. was
0: the the cook on that one ah. uh not letting it catch good enough and it, it literally looked exactly the same
2: um how about another question which is if you could eat at any barbecue restaurant that you have not yet
0: eaten at
1: and it can't be someone at this table. Don't just kiss each other's yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already eating
0: at everybody's. But Dylan's, because Dylan hadn't opened. Well, yeah, but you can't use <laughs> somebody at this, to this table. At
2: no, no, no. You <clears> cannot <throat> eat at somebody at this okay. table. I've got to so see you. So it's a place that you just haven't been to yet for some reason or some other. Um, we'll start with Jordan.
1: He's going to just name another Bodacious. Yeah,
2: he's, he's <laughs> thinking. He's in, like, deep thought.
0: No, honestly, um... I think Adamson's in Toronto. I think Adamson they're, is, they're, is, I know Dylan Deaton really, really, really Uh
3: Yeah, some of the best stuff I've had. <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, sure.
0: they're little fucking, I can tell by pictures, worth that stuff's legit, man. Yeah, man. Like, hands down, their Instagram, they're second to Hoodoo on Instagram. Yeah. Hoodoo That's wins true. Instagram every That's day, true. but Adamson's <laughs> is, I have so much respect for those guys and I kind of, you know, met them through Messenger and talked to them a little bit here and there, but, got a lot of respect for those guys they're doing good things i want to go eat there
3: um uh, mine's got to be 2m um i haven't really been i have been to san antonio also very worth it. um yeah and i, I literally i'm gonna go to san antonio just to try them out yeah i've done a lot I've, you know, I've been very lucky and tried a lot of places recently in texas carolina north carolina i've been to adamson's but 2m is definitely the the top of the list for me
5: um, both of the ones that they said, I nope, I really want nope, to go to. Nope, no, no, I know no, I Canada, can't. I I, can. I I understand. Understand. should be number three. Bro. I have I have a lot to choose from because there's tons of places I haven't been yet. But I think my like top place that I really really want to go to is Evie Maze. Um, totally. I will probably never get to go because it's so far away.
1: Never
2: say never. It's the well, drive. I I yeah, there,
5: but that that's that's. That's probably my top place. Like I said, obviously the other two places, 2M and if Ali, Adamson. If hard-ass boss would give you a day oh, off. Oh, yeah, man. This guy over here, you do know, I ever working tell you my what ass. To do I ever it's, tell you it's, it's pretty what to damn do? damn far. It's hell drive. And hey. if I can, can I add in one more? Snows. Wait, 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 wait. Let's <clears throat> stop. Let's stop this. You've never been to Snows? I've never been to Snows, no, because I work six days a week. My only day off is Sunday, and they're only open on Saturdays. And the only time I've been off on a Saturday, they were closed on a Saturday.
0: Have I ever told you what to do?
5: Well, no, but I can't. I can't not be at the restaurant. Have I ever told him what to do? I can't. There's no way I cannot be at the restaurant unless it's closed. All you got to do is tell me. Say, hey, dude, come work Marbly while I go to Snow's.
1: So next weekend, Brian. <laughs> I mean, like, there we go. <laughs> <it. laughs>
5: Let us know, Brian, and we'll meet you at Snow's. Next weekend, I'm going to Snow's, so well, can't can wait. On
2: yeah, not next weekend because we're going go to, to Dallas. Snow's
0: next weekend, <laughs> guess what? Old Uncle Jordy can go work at Marbly for you. <laughs>
4: All right. You go. So... Dylan, go. You go everywhere oh, does it have to be one place? Yeah. You you can oh, choose two options. if you must okay. because there are no rules. Okay, there you go. Oh, I really? might pick four then. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think... I oh, mean, I've had a, a, the great fortune of trying a lot of really yeah. good barbecue shops. Um, I guess some of my immediately peaked interests are trying some of the guys that I haven't gotten to try like around our area, like Panther City. I got some Duval's the other day. That was really, really good.
0: Duval's is legit. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah, I need to go Panther City, Smiley's, of course. Um, and then if I can catch some of the guys' pop-ups like Dane's um, or Brick's Barbecue. Um, I've talked to both of those, you know, all the people in Fort Worth, and they're super nice. Uh, oh, Flores. That's probably, okay, you know what? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, okay. the, that's the top of the list, baby. No, not that yeah. Flores. Thank you. That's the that's the place I was uh, Dude, thinking of that. Dude, it's so earlier. damn legit. Yeah. It's so flores mm-hmm. i would i've had his food at festivals it's amazing um and i need to go try his stuff at his actual
0: <laughs> restaurant it's, um, it's so uh, rigid, michael man. wyatt
4: uh, yeah. yeah michael's a michael's
1: a great guy
0: i have so much respect for you michael yeah,
1: it's great
4: great barbecue <clears throat> we love you michael
0: Work I, got, uh, I got and
4: then question. also you know what evie mays too man mm-hmm. i like uh, i've had their food at festivals as well um arnis and mallory are super freaking awesome people nice <clears throat> yeah I love those guys.
2: In a world where there's a very common thread between the barbecue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, in a world. One man, to, one tortilla. I was trying to do away. it. I, I was setting it up, presented? but you guys just ruined everything. Okay. But no, no. I mean, where, where the barbecue sources are similar, the barbecue seasonings are similar, the barbecue woods are similar, the barbecue cookers are similar. What One of the things that I love about Abby Mays is that it hmm. is not... No, and it definitely stands out and, and it's the same thing we talked to you today Jordan about is that you know we love to have things that are not the central Texas barbecue style because when it's great barbecue and it's not central Texas it stands out and Evie Maze is one of those and mm-hmm. it's totally. a great visit
1: we're going to try to do this rapid fire uh, I don't know how well it worked. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, can I answer give, like 7 can I, can
0: I ask a question for everybody it's already fucked up yeah. <laughs> no I'm serious this is a great question for everybody at this table. If you had name your, if you had a barbecue joint you would eat at every day, name me that barbecue joint. Can I go
1: first? Ooh, yes. I'll
5: tell you right now.
1: It's Evan Don't Leroy. It's story. Leroy and Lewis Barbecue because I know I can go there every day and have a different meal every day. I go there because Evan's a creative son of a bitch.
2: I dude.
5: Can I have mine before someone else? The
2: just there? may not go. be far from that too, though.
4: Oh, I haven't tried yeah. Feejus either. I want to try that place, too. Yeah,
5: yeah. totally. I mean, Feejus, yeah. Patrick. Can we Patrick. go back on the, the <clears throat> trying place? Because is where I want to go. Yeah. Well, Can you put your face in front of the I'm, mic? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just saying, if we could go back to the place where, <laughs> to the question of places you want to try, Feejus is definitely yeah, it. Too, really I got really to try uh, the whole hog at the uh, Houston Barbecue Festival, and luckily, I, Patrick gave me a little piece of skin, and it, it literally changed my life. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that. So to answer the original question of of the place that you could eat, mine would definitely have to be Valentino's <clears throat> on a uh, daily basis. Yeah, I literally if if Dude, I could breakfast only tacos, if I could only I mean, have like, the real deal Holyfield, I could, literally, Holyfield, yeah, I could yeah. literally
0: have
2: the breakfast taco every yeah. day, like oh, for three meals a day.
5: Yeah, if you gave me that real deal Holyfield, I could eat it. I could eat it six times a day every single day because every time I go, I get two, and every time I get two, I make myself sick, but I don't care because it's so good. Dude, they're guacamole.
0: I've never they're, had it. They're
5: guacamole. Never alone. had
0: it. Let me hear yours, Dylan. Oh gosh. This right. is I'm, – I'm, I'm, the, I'm the damn podcaster right now. Yeah, I know,
4: right? <clears throat> <laughs> this, this podcast <throat> has been commandeered by George Jackson. <laughs> Take it. Um, so, back to you, Jordan. Um, <laughs> no. I If I had to pick – oh, man <clears> – <throat> That's a freaking tough yeah. question, man. Uh,
0: I'm talking uh, about deserted, I, I, hey, deserted island kind of kidding. a deal, like deserted island. There's only oh, yeah. like one barbecue like, place. a whole set of rules, but we're not going to bring those out. I now.
4: would I would yeah. say that either it would be Snows or Leroy and Lewis. The Leroy and Lewis for the reason that Andrew said that you know the menu changes constantly, so that's something exciting. Snows is always freaking delicious, and I don't feel like shit after I eat it. You know, because when sucks. you go and gorge yourself at a barbecue restaurant, because that's what you do when you go to a barbecue <clears throat> restaurant, you eat way more food than you're physically supposed to eat. Um, <clears throat> Snows is extremely flavorful, but also it is kind of light. Um, it's not and, rich, fatty, Yeah, exactly. Brisket, yeah. But it's still like delicious, like, you know, slightly less marble brisket, uh, maybe a little bit less rich, but, you know. Um, still just as flavorful
1: in different ways you know from like <clears throat> the smoke I don't know I love and you I can only that. get brisket on Saturdays at both places you listed
4: there you go see so <laughs> you know, I don't have to get brisket all the time yeah. no I'm just kidding um, brisket is good but yeah it's definitely a heavy a heavy meat to eat all the time
1: that's, it. that's a really good
0: point there you go that's, that's great <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'll, right probably, I'll probably throw in a wild card. My my everyday, I, I do Buxton Hall. I've been there probably oh, yeah. four times. Oh, yeah. Another one Excellent. I want to try. Yeah, Oh yeah. Oh
2: yeah, say, oh, oh, yeah. Back, no, you I'd like to go there. Yeah, yeah. You two guys are not allowed <laughs> to just
3: keep saying I'd like to go there. Oh yeah, I'll I want, I want there. to go to there. <laughs> I, I I went with uh, Nick and we got there at uh, eight o'clock at night. We ordered the whole time menu yes, and man. it was three of us and the catfish, the chicken. everything cooked oh yeah everything cooked under the hog we had mussels cooked under the hog green beans cooked under the hog yeah Uh, and
2: and for anybody that doesn't understand what he just said cooked under the hog means that 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 item is cooked literally physically under the hog and so it gets the hog drippings into that item and it it is it really yeah it's just amazing and some people have done that mm. with brisket and smoked items but
0: but not like a a hog yeah Yeah, not like a hog
3: Amazing. They're using every all the fat. The fats in the the pie crust. The pies are all baked downstairs. I mean, L.H. shows around. We got to see the whole operation. I mean, the fact that they have the whole hot grills, the burn barrels inside the restaurant, under the hood fan, an open kitchen is just mind-boggling. And you can see it all. Uh, I've been the yeah, I've been very lucky. I've been there five, fourth times, and it's the coolest dive inside it doesn't feel like a barbecue restaurant but it just feels like it it was an old skating yeah oh yeah they have have the murals on the wall yeah Yeah, it's cool oh yeah they've got murals on the wall from like the
2: 1930s i think maybe 40s yeah that's amazing the hash
3: the hash is one of the best things i've ever eaten in my life yes Yes. so hash okay
2: who who here has had his who has
1: had genuine hash What they do is they take any part that you can't serve with the whole (laughs) hog. The head, the cheek meat, sometimes the the feet. They they boil it down. They cook it make it like a meat gravy with it with onion and tomato and garlic. and they serve it like a meat gravy over some white rice nice. and it's it's nice. called hash and rice it's it's a south carolina tradition and, and elliot's originally from south carolina wow, so he's, he's brought that to western north carolina
0: never have heard of it uh, it's a completely different old. concept yeah. in
2: texas when i think of hash i'm thinking of hash browns and it hasn't it's absolutely like
0: corned beef and, and potatoes yeah, like yeah nothing nothing south. like that yeah. whatsoever
2: this is this but is a mush
1: eat. but it's great yeah. mush oh it's phenomenal
2: what it what it's done right and it, 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 it has a very wave. old fall it has a very, very um, not bright, but a very strong taste. It, it can yeah. kind of have a
1: gamey taste because you're getting the the Lesser head, cars, the, yeah. the the old fall sort of taste of the of the pork with it. But it's a very porky, rich flavor that goes with just plain white rice. And it's
3: just first the time I had they put delicious. it on a hot dog, and it was like the chili on a hot dog, and it was. Oh, it was too good. It's really. It's, I mean, he uses a hundred percent of that pig. I mean, you see it. He makes dog treats. He with the skin. He's scooping all that fat and collecting it. It's really like for us to cook the whole hog. Um, we got inspired by him a shit ton.
0: And it makes you realize that you don't use yeah. shit comparative to Eli's. yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be able to use near as much as that dude's doing. Yeah. That's 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 awesome. We're at Favorite Deserted Island Barbecue right now. <laughs> that is hands down the slow bone there's not another barbecue joint on earth that i would rather eat at than a slow bone every day
5: chicken chicken.
0: not only the chicken the ribs the brisket the the uh, sausage all they have like 14 sides every day i'm a side guy because we cook so much meat i could be a vegetarian if i wanted to be but man i'm telling y'all the slow bone for the for those of you who haven't ever eaten there I told Jeffrey that owns it if I had a death row meal this is my death row meal I would come here and eat at the slow bone somebody would come get a plate for me y-
1: your your last meal if you could you know, if you were on that death row it's gonna be slow bone slow
0: bones a- fried chicken it would be a two meat plate with their ribs fried chicken the uh sweet potato pralines and their collard greens and, a, and wait,
2: wait 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 stop sweet potato pralines
0: praline sweet potatoes I'm sorry
2: praline sweet but it would be, be like a praline on
0: it would be like they, they brulee it somehow or, or whatever they're doing but it's like a praline on top of sweet potatoes yeah
2: i, I gotta have this
0: it is i don't know it, it's a toss-up for me between tejas chocolate carrot souffle and this praline sweet potatoes wow. between those two sides they're the best two in barbecue in my opinion
1: <clears throat> last meal
3: uh, I mean, does has to be barbecue?
2: Does not. Good. It does not. But what is your last meal?
3: My last meal, I would go to New York City and go to this restaurant called Barbudo. It's like this uh, Chef Jonathan Waxman. Yeah. It's the best roast chicken you'll ever have in your life. He puts salsa verde on it. Uh, I will literally drive into New York an hour, 20 minutes just to have it. And I don't know why it's that much better than anything I've had, but it is. And he's closing down and like at the end of the month. Yeah, that, um, yeah, so yeah it's I'm, a legendary <coughs> New York restaurant. Yeah, uh, the roast chicken potatoes kale Caesar salad it just doesn't get better than that wow that's a simple meal it's very simple but just it's basic you know well, there's
4: sometimes the best meals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um god that's another freaking hard question um all right if we're talking barbecue uh Brisket from Franklin, sausage from Micklewait. You don't get to go to all these places. And then, then ribs. Re- no, if look, I'm, if
0: if I'm he, dying, I get no, to pick. No, bullshit, I he got, if he has runners, he can do this shit. Yeah, I, I'm.
4: I'm Corey. Cool.
1: I'm. Uh, we already I'm losing the this last meal very carefully. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It's your death meal, man. It's the, it's the last meal you are gonna ever have, right? All right. Franklin uh, okay. Brisket. Franklin brisket, Micklewaite sausage um, of any kind. Um oh, man, some ribs from, from Luling sausage. City Market. And then, and then, and then a pork steak from Snows and some chicken, and then, um, then for my non-barbecue anyway, items, so. I'd have. Um, I got the privilege of going to Masa in New York. Uh, it's like a like a three-michelin-star sushi restaurant, yeah, and that yeah. was like one of the most balanced, perfectly composed meals that I've ever had. Sushi from there, and then I'd go to Spotted Pig for a, a burger and oh, some yeah. shoestring French fries, yeah, yeah. Blue, and a warm burger. beer. <laughs> they sell this. I forgot what uh, kind of beer it is, but like the preparation and it's supposed not to be like the, beer,
2: not like the not like the Brian Bingham warm beer.
4: It's not like room temperature Modelo. It's like some weird beer. Um, it was a pretty cool experience um, trying that. For I want to eat. So.
0: I want to eat your last meal with you. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, like, tell me when it's happening. Let's, let's put on like, the I'm there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll even, like, like maybe go to that, one that these Maybe places. that's a let's whole series. Let's just all go
2: and eat somebody's last meal as a group.
0: Right? Like, we can bucket, <laughs> bucket list everybody's bucket list.
4: Let's make a bucket list movie. I
0: missed the last okay, movie. Okay, it's already so been
4: done. Jack I'm,
2: Anderson, I'm
0: coming
4: during the podcast uh, now. So, <laughs> Brian Bingham, a i on property. If you had to have
1: your last meal, your death row meal, what are you going to eat? It does not have to be barbecue. It can be.
5: I was going to say, what if it is, though? Uh, If it
2: isn't, it fits the podcast, and we're all happy.
5: (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, mine probably would be. Uh, As far as which one would it be, I don't know. I mean, shit. (sighs) I I will
2: give you this because
5: somebody has broken
2: rules because we have no rules. Anyway, it can be a combination of multiple locations. It's your final meal, so you can yeah, choose Jordan's it from like different Carmen
1: San Diego with his last meal. Yeah, I, I missed it. Oh,
0: no, not me. So. I'm all slow oh, bone. No, you're not. It's Dylan. Like I'm going straight to slow bone. I'm getting this shit done.
5: Fuck easy. yeah!
0: So I'm just gonna go through, get it all okay, done. If it can oh, be,
5: right if be, okay. it can be a hodgepodge, that's, thank you for telling me that. Yeah. If it can be a hodgepodge, it's it's definitely going to be slow bones fried chicken. It's definitely going to be a real deal. Holy field. Um. Mm. I'm probably going to have some ribs from Truth. Um, if I'm adding on another barbecue place to my last meal, I would add on the, um, the glazed ribs from Pinkerton's. Uh, there's all sorts of other places that I'd like to go and I'd like to try, but... Apparently, Jordan is really keeping you tied down. He really is. I mean, he, he works me really hard while
2: he gets to have all the fun. So. <laughs> and uh, I'll just have to throw it out. Okay, my last meal, um, I'll throw some people for a loop, maybe. I don't know. Um, chicken fried steak from Killen's Barbecue. Well I'm sorry, let me, let me back that up. Fried chicken from Killen's Barbecue. Chicken fried steak from Pele Pele. Um... I guess the brisket from Franklin, pork ribs, hmm, man, there's a lot of
4: good pork ribs out there. Do
1: I have
2: to throw in a vegetable? I a car in car a car vegetable? Really?
4: Uh, no. I mean, come on now. I'm also no. going to add a tater tot casserole from Opie's to my list. That a, <laughs> that's my beans. final answer. I I the butter I beans are so bad.
2: Butter beans and tater tot casserole? I've never casserole. the butter beans, man. Oh, oh right. if you've oh, never had the good. butter beans,
1: then. Oh, I know, no. I know. Rub it free, in, screw you. And they're amazing. I've
4: never had a Saturday off to go to go out there and try them. Well, right. and maybe they're you need to talk those. to your boss. So
0: you got next Saturday off with Brian.
4: Okay, <laughs> Okay, we're going off. <laughs> Thanks, boss.
0: <laughs> but I will say, Seth Glazer, seriously, this is no joke, has made one of the best bites of brisket I've ever had. At a, it was at a barbecue festival.
1: You know, it, it's really good stuff. Last meal. Um, first, I take it back to where it started for me. Um, I, I'm a New York boy. I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, we spent a lot of summers in Maryland, and uh, steamed blue crabs in Maryland are still one of my favorite things in the world to eat. Um, barbecue, obviously, has taken over my life at this point, but if, uh, if we're talking last meal, I'm getting some steamed blue crabs, um, and then we take it to barbecue. Barbecue, that's where it started for me, was Franklin Barbecue um, 2011, so I, I would definitely have to get another slice of Franklin brisket. Um, last but not least, as far as food-wise is concerned, sausage has become like this huge thing that, that Brian and I have spent a lot of time cooking, trying to create, trying to replicate trying to originate and and do a bunch of really stupid shit with. Um, but it comes down to like simple flavors and, and executing the simple things really well. And walking into that smokehouse at city market, Luling is still one of my favorite experiences in Texas barbecue. And, uh, if we're talking last meal experience, I will Gladly slap a ten dollar bill on the table and say, "Just give me a couple of ribs and a link of sausage at Luling City Market, and I'd be a happy dying person."
2: <comeback> and a bottle of their mustard sauce. Yeah, which is a dollar fifty and insane.
1: It's a dollar fifty.
2: You can get a bottle of their mustard sauce. I remember that.
0: I'm gonna go back to if I had a barbecue nope. last. No, nope. Oh, fuck that. I I just chose. I thought we were doing a we last meal somewhere. I would eat the sausage so guys, at Guest Family Barbecue.
1: Cheesy Chipotle. <laughs>
0: no, the, the one with mustard in it. Like, they're like straight sausage. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Blew my mind. I would eat there. I would eat the spare ribs at Bodacious and Marshall. They're my favorite ribs I've ever had. Brisket, <laughs> if I had the last brisket to ever eat. <sighs> That's a... Tough question. Um, You posed
1: it to yourself, like literally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I thought I I had somebody in my head and I just forgot. Um, Son of a bitch. Who would I go to? Um, Last bite of brisket I ever ate. I really like Opie's brisket. It's one of my favorite ones I've ever had. It's for you, Seth. I'm serious, I really enjoy their
5: brisket that much. So, oh, I just thought it was, uh, I'd like to add a dessert and I would like to add literally anything for Miller's no, because their dessert is. is fucking amazing. We've got a, whole,
0: we got a whole pie over there. And we're
5: where oh, on my oh.
0: tailgate? Did you also it's a coconut
5: cream? Pretty recently, we went for the first time, and I got to have their actual barbecue. And it was there's so a, good, and their yeah. yeah, the barbecue yeah, was amazing, good, yeah. but the desserts were. The I the mean, it blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're they're literally some of the nicest people that I've met in barbecue. Yeah. From everyone that worked there, they were all so nice.
3: Yeah, we were there earlier today, and they we got the absolute like. Best
0: hospitality. Yeah. For for those of y'all who have not got up to Ridgefield, like Cody's mom, is legitimately toe to toe with anybody that makes barbecue desserts or better. I have I seriously ate a piece of every dessert they serve, and they don't just serve like oh we have banana pudding that's our dessert. They have like fucking what eight or ten desserts
5: like yeah, the- we got at white, one time. Yeah. On top of everything Holy I'd like to try from there, I'd like to try your bacon because I've seen your... Uh, your uh, Bloody Mary's? Little, no, little not the Bloody bacon. Mary's. Yeah, the jar of bacon. Yeah. You've yeah, see the Bloody Mary's. a brain, lot man. of those.
3: Yeah, and actually what's great about that is $1 from each jar goes to pediatric brain cancer. so Yes. Um, that, and that's yes. for Hawks for Cause that we do. and uh, It's really awesome. We actually were part of that. And we Through the restaurant, we raised 23000 uh, me, Jordan, uh, Patrick, and Aaron from Fegas. We joined Blue Oak Barbecue New Orleans, and we raised 58000 Along with Swig and Swine. Swig and Swine, yeah. Swig and Swine. I and and the whole thing raised $2.1 million in a year. Uh, if you haven't been to it, I'd recommend it to anybody. It's and a, it's
2: Hogs for a Cause, yeah, and that's every, cause um, every May, or I'm sorry, April-ish. No, it's,
0: um, no, it's like March. March,
3: March, maybe? In
2: March, yeah. Yeah, Mar- New Orleans, yeah. but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, It's the, the, the best the barbecue, barbecue festival, but
1: obviously, yeah. March is the big event yeah. that everyone gets together for in
3: New Orleans. Like,
0: no. For me, no disrespect to any of the uh, barbecue festivals, the Hogs for a Cause, for me, it touched home. It was one of the most special uh, festivals I've ever been to because there were 30,000 people we raised money for children with brain cancer so their families could have room and board and and or feed, you know, eat during the time that they were doing treatments with their children and it 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 seriously was the best festival you could spend money to go to and it's like 30 bucks to get
1: in yeah it's it's an amazing event it's an amazing cause and there there are so many amazing people in the barbecue world that are involved in it like you said as far as everyone at this table from hoodoo brown bodacious blue oak um fija's barbecue sweet fox swan brothers. fox brothers foxeria del sol has raised so much money over the years home team barbecue the list goes on it's been it's there was 91 it, you know, teams this yeah year. it's it's an amazing event that raises so much money for such an amazing cause uh, we cannot thank the people that have been involved in this episode enough for giving us their time, their opinions, even when we didn't want them.
5: <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you wanted them,
1: and we can keep giving them to you.
0: Even when they broke the rules. Yeah. Even when they commandeered the even rules. Even when they can't get a
1: Saturday guys. off. This was my first
5: time, and it I'm, was I'm great. I'm holding Jordan to giving me next Saturday off.
1: As always, we thank you guys for listening, um, following along wonderful businesses involved in this episode bodacious barbecue on gladewater bodacious barbecue on Marbury, hoodoo brown barbecue connecticut. Ridgefield, connecticut we've got to get there you've all got to get there goldie's barbecue which is coming very soon in the fort worth area get out there eat some barbecue thank you to red door barbecue music festival and we will talk with you next time